Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for the episode of Matt and Matt and his Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me is Mr. Matt Donnelly. The Knox Dows Jacob the Audio Guy. Yep. We're preaching fun. Yep. I don't know if I don't our, know where that came from. I don't know if our microphones are on or not. Or uh, we're actually I'm not sure either. Okay. I know we're recording this just like a, an hours before the Super Bowl. Yes. It's going to come out after the Super Bowl. And I think we owe it to our audience to pretend like we know what happened at the Super Bowl. So that we start off properly on a Monday morning with people. Yeah, it was, yeah, sure yeah. was something when the Patriots won yet again. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be more vague about it so we could hedge our bets. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I couldn't believe what happened to the national anthem. Oh my gosh! Insane. Oh, and don't get me started about the refs. Oh, the refs. Oh, the refs. Those guys at Sturts. Did you hear that the halftime people play for free? Yes. For exposure. Yes. Hmm. I mean, it is a lot of exposure. The uh, ask Janet Jackson. The most, the most zing. topical. Jacob wow. with the zing slam dunk. <laughs> this is, this that is, is perfect. A, that is a. <laughs> this is perfect in our situational wheelhouse right there. Yep. <laughs> uh, Springsteen is the most honest anyone's been ab- about that. Mm-hmm. What'd he say? They were like, hey, you've said no to playing a halftime show so many times. Right. Why did you finally say yes? And he goes, well, I have a new album out. And I thought that'd be a good way to get people to check out the new album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah. There was like no like reverence for the the gig or anything. Like yeah, that. yeah, it just was like, nah. It's getting reverence harder. For the gig. At, at some point, he might have asked who was playing. What do they got? Who's who's playing this this year? Oh, Maroon yeah. Five. Yeah, reverence for the gig. I'm sorry. No more. <laughs> Here's how. Uh, uh, I know, as you're listening to this, five. I'm sure you. I'm sure they did a great job. Uh, uh, so they were fine. Yeah, I right. made plans for half. I couldn't believe when that stage collapsed. Though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the refs. Um, uh, the they shouldn't have had the refs assemble the stage. Guys, the fix is in. Bad move. Just know the fix is in. I've made plans to cook all of halftime. Yeah. That's how much I was looking for. <laughs> I literally was like, oh, that's okay. So I'm going to slow cook some chicken in the oven and I'm going to finish it on that grill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> halftime plans. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bag of cigars for halftime. Yeah, exactly. Like we've made lots of plans to definitely not watch a minute of Maroon 5. Right. Well, I'm going to be in the zombie hole, so I'm not going to watch a bit of any of it. Yeah. I have a friend who's a big, uh, one of the guys there, he's all, you know, Mr. Puts a bet on everything. Oh, okay. Sports, okay. Gambler. Sports book yeah, fanatic. Yeah. He's like, well, I hope, I'm rooting for the Rams because everybody hates the Patriots, but I'm betting for the Patriots by two. So, there deal. You go. Yeah. Fixes in. Fixes in. Uh, the Patriots have lost a good amount of Super Bowls for the fix always to be in for the Patriots. It's true. <laughs> they have it's lost, true. They've lost a, a good I amount w- of Super Bowls. I don't know how many they've lost. Well, three, if not four. Four or four. Yeah, yeah, four. Three, three or four. Three or four. Yeah. Four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Let's four now. Four. Well, I hope this is, <laughs> I hope. Because 
in truth, and this is uh, we should not talk about this because this, this is so boring. Because when you listen to things about that are going to happen when they've already happened, right? But the smart money actually is on the Rams because so much dumb money just goes to the the, sh- the sharp money is all going on to the Rams. Yeah, all, all the uh, the pro betters are, are betting on the Rams. Yeah, uh, and historically, that's always you know whatever. So like famously, people of the, the uh, Ravens uh, Giants Super Bowl with Kerry Collins. Oh right, two thousand one one ton of money on the Giants because right. everyone just knows the Giants. Yeah. And then and the Ravens were also in. The Ravens were like, oh, uh, we don't let people score ever. Right. So we're very that's good. That's going to keep happening. <laughs> that's going to keep happening in this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Kerry Collins, Super Bowl yeah. champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, man, what a game. It was great. I can't believe how close and blown out it was. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe Both simultaneously. Close and blown yeah. out. <laughs> Close and blown out. My hair. Our original names. <laughs> original names I mean, I'll tell you, the score. Close and blown out. If you look at the score, that just does not summarize the game. No, it does not. No. I mean, even if you add the scores together, you're oh, like, what? Oh, my yeah. God. That, oh, I'm so dumb. Oh. Boy, that's over or under a total. Football football commentary. You, you've said things that are going to be said. <laughs> that score does not reflect this game. <laughs> I'm going to say it does. I'm going to say it exactly does because that's the score of the goddamn game. You know, they really went out and played for 60 minutes. Oh, my God. That's it. Uh, you know you know what they really need to do? They need to put some points on the board. Yeah. <laughs> you say score, you're not. You say points on the board, you're a broadcaster. Oh, yeah. That's Here's the thing. If they can convert, then they're going to score. <laughs> Once they get that ball in the end zone, it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> You know, Matt and Paul, this drive is really important. <laughs> yeah, this is the, this could be make or break time. Yeah, depending on whether or not they score. And here you got to ask yourself: Do you try to get a touchdown, or do you settle for a three pointer? I, I think, think you should the, try to get a touchdown. I think so too. Now that now, what do you think, Terry? I I think you know you try to get a touchdown, but you can settle for a three pointer. <laughs> But but you do agree that you should try to get the touchdown. First and foremost, points on the board. That's going to win ball games. <laughs> but if you but defense wins championships. Defense wins championships, but there's no good defense against a kicker who can put put it up at 63 plus. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this just becomes a war of attrition and bit by bit they field goal their way to a victory. I'll tell you something that that, that, that I really uh, hope the game was a nine to three. That'd yeah, me awesome. too. And I hope it came down to like a sixty-three yard field goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you notice that once the Rams were good, they stopped calling uh, 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 Greg Zerline Legatron? I did. <laughs> Legatron. When the Rams were terrible, and the only good thing about them was their kicker, they were well, calling they... Greg Zerline Legatron. Oh, right. no, I thought I thought Legotron for a second. Oh yeah, Legatron, like Megatron. Legatron, I yeah, get yeah. it now. Okay, good. Well, Four, I just, you, were, a, you threw me for a loop with that Lego interpretation. Well, he said Lego. I'm like, oh, oh, I yeah. thought I thought Lego, but Legatron for instead of Megatron he... because he's stomping on Megatron. Uh, yes, yes. So they're like none of that. We got one Megatron. In for this. a while, he had a really great nickname, and then the Rams got kind of good, and they stopped calling him Das Boot. Das Boot, <laughs> Das Boot was good. Legatron was great. Now they just call him Greg the Leg, which is the laziest. That's nickname. the worst. Greg the Leg. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cute. Yeah. Do they have uh, they have anybody named Armageddon? Any quarterbacks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should. Patrick Mahomes should 100 percent be called Armageddon. Yeah. 
Because he's got the arm that you, 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 you would think is armor. Anybody called the pistol? Pistol, a lot of people have been called pistol yeah, yeah. over yeah. the years. All right. But it's also the name of an offense. I feel like that. Ah, oh, that changes stick. it up. Yeah. And it's famously the name of a uh, basketball player as well. Pistol, pistol Pete. Very famously. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people remember Pistol Pete Maravich. Yeah, yeah. Is anybody <laughs> named... Uh, a lot Qu- of people from Louisiana know Pistol Pete Maravich. Anybody named uh, Quentin Tarantino throw? <laughs> <laughs> Any quarterbacks with... You'd have to have the just, name Quentin. Just Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> or Tarantino. Tarantino throw. Or some... someone who rapes teenagers in uh, bar oh, bathrooms. <laughs> that teen, though. <laughs> well, there's Ben Roethlisberger. Exactly. Ah! Oh, you mean Quentin Tarantino throw? <laughs> we got to get these jokes out now. We cannot make these jokes at the turnout. No, no. Cannot. No. Pittsburgh will not play. Um, <laughs> the whole turnout is just going to be us making we, nicknames for Can ben we talk about our other thing? What's the other thing? Oh. Oh. Uh, I don't think not so. Yet. Not yet. All right. I don't think so. Not yet. All right. I don't think so. There's yeah. a thing. All right. I'm keeping it under wraps then. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It ain't We're no thing. We're having another thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, no. I can't talk about it yet. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's not in Pittsburgh. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not in Vegas. No, we we're gonna do nothing but make fun of Ben Roethlisberger the entire time. Yeah, yeah. It's a, we're going to we're going to hate fest. <laughs> there, we said it. We're just going to Ben Roethlisberger Hate Fest. There's got to be a thing called Hate Fest, right? Must be. Yeah, yeah. That must exist. Let me look this up here. Hate While fest. you look that up, I will tell you about the full-on panic attack that I had last week after we got done recording. What? Oh no. Got done recording. Uh saved the show. And when I so I we we use uh Logic Pro X mm-hmm. to uh to record and edit the show on. Don't give away all of our secrets. I know, right? Uh <laughs> And Logic Pro X, each it has it has a whole bunch of little tracks on there. Each track is one of our voices, blah blah blah, and uh, you know it shows the waveform, shows the squiggly lines right. where each of us are talking or where there's music or whatever. And as I was saving it, all of those squiggly lines went flat, oh, showing no. that there was no audio in oh, any of those God. files. All the files were still there; they just showed no audio. Oh, that's terrifying. Forty-five minutes. Last second of desperately trying to revive it. What happened? I was finally able to to backtrack a few steps and uh, revert to an auto-saved version of it. Oof. Wow. Yeah. But I was upset. It was a good episode. It would have been It was a good episode, yeah. Lose. Tragedy to lose. This one, you can lose this one. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. I've already lost Hate it. Fest happened in, in England, I guess. Hatefest.eu. Okay. In 2011. I'm surprised that, that that's it. That's huh. all I can find out. And the rest is just Urban Dictionary stuff. Or Wikishionary? 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 Wikishionary. Do they have a, a defensive lineman called Freddie Hercury? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Freddie Hercury. <laughs> um, how are things with you, Paul? I uh the book that was gifted to me recently by Scoop, one of them, uh The Tao of Pooh. I've been reading that uh over the week. Okay. It's quite nice. I'm enjoying that. I gave myself some food poisoning last night. Uh oh. So that's no fun. I was pooping all night. I'm pooping this morning. Pooping all night. Pooping all pooping day. this morning. What was this uh what was this concoction you've uh, it you was gave a scramble. <laughs> Here's the thing. I had a pack of 18 <laughs> eggs. Scramble. Bought a pack of 18 eggs for the wife. And, uh, and one for myself. 
I looked at it, rolling 36 eggs deep. Yep. You know. And into Saturday night. You know. She goes through <laughs> eggs fast. So I go and I, I look at the eggs and uh, I do the quick, you know, grocery store check. Yeah. Nothing, okay. Nothing's cracked. Yeah. But there's one Uh-oh. that has sort of a thin shell on the top. Oh, yeah. Those are weird. It was weird, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine. And I'm rolling and I'm cooking it. And I, so today I'm cooking it up and I put that egg in the mix. I'm like, mm, we're, we're rolling the dice. Thin Shelly. Thin Shelly goes in the mix. Thin Shelly. And I, I noticed a slightly different color in the yolk and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm like, no big thing. Yeah. I don't even know if this is the culprit. But anyway, so I had some fried up ham. And some eggs last night. Okay. I got home from work. And uh, I also had some buttermilk biscuits that Ann made. So I don't know what could have. It could have been a lot. Or, and it but, but you suspect it was Thin Shelly. I suspect Thin Shelly. Number one suspect, Thin Number one Shelly. suspect, Thin Shelly. Although, eggs usually give me a little bit of tummy rumble. This is what I'm going to ask you is that uh, runny eggs, specifically runny yolk, yeah. makes some people just instantly. It can. Yeah, I, yeah. I cooked them pretty well. They weren't they okay. weren't dead hard, but they yeah. were scrambled pretty hard. So oh, when I did pour arsenic in there, yeah, nothing because nothing yeah. sticks to a pan when you put a nice little base of arsenic in. There. I did open that package of chicken and just poured the juice that was in the bottom of the package onto the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Gives it a certain zest, a sheen, <laughs> a sheen a of sheen. E. coli, chicken runoff. Oh. Egg wash. There are people who are severely allergic to eggs. Oh, and egg wash will do it. Yeah. And you'd oh, su- yeah. You'd be surprised how much we, we spray eggs on shit. Yeah. I oh, had sure. no idea. Yeah, yeah, Basically, yeah. like everything that's like kind of like shiny uh-huh. and vegetably looking in, in, in uh, like New York delis and stuff. That's all a lot of times are just sprayed it. with egg. Yeah. So. And if you guys have noticed, my forehead's a little shiny. It's also because I oh, sprayed with egg. Sprayed some egg on that. Well, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was very tasty last night. So at least I had a good meal out of it. Uh, the I watched Predator. The Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, the new Predator. Okay. Oh, they had a. They did have a new one of with those um, what's his name from uh, Key and Peele, right? Yes, Keegan Michael, Michael Key. Key. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Um, the movie's funny, right? Yeah. Or it has it like a lot of comedy. It tries. Right. It's too funny. It's too cartoon. Yeah. It's weird. I didn't like it. A lot of people didn't like because they were expecting like a predator movie and they yeah. got a comedy. Yeah, it's kind of a comedy. Yeah, but it's not. A, it's not that funny. Mm-hmm. It's not funny enough to be a straight up comedy. Okay. Yeah, I mean the original Predator movie is definitely funny. There's absolutely some unintentional, without trying to be funny. unintentional laughs. I mean, I, but that's different. I mean, yeah, but it's right. different. Like there's a there's a comedy. There's like dark comedy, which is what Predator is. Right, right. And then this one is just like on its sleeve. Here's some silly stuff, and it's weird because like. There's a moment when this this ragtag group is stuck in this hotel room. Yeah. And they're all riffing with each other for a minute. And it's kind of cute. Thomas Jane pops up with a funny little thing. And Olivia Munn's holding her own. You see the comedic chops. And yeah, you yeah. can tell it's, on, it's an all improvised scene. Right. Fully improvised scene. Yeah. And I'm like, this is interesting. But it is jarringly out of, out of oh my god yeah I mean that's it's things, like, so I, weird uh, Keegan Michael Key did a couple of interviews that I listened to doing publicity for that I'd be interested to his get his take well that's when I was listening to it I was like oh is this a comedy like mm-hmm. everything he's describing is like oh, I was great on set brought this guy in we talked this we told stories blah 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 and then we improvised this bit love yeah. this hunk and I was like predator yeah that's the weird thing yeah and then it's got 
it's it's got a myriad problems. It seems like it was a a bunch of people who made the movie who really uh, weren't necessarily enthused about the idea of making a Predator movie. Like, well, oh, I guess I'll direct it's it. It's weird because well, well, you come no, in and do no, it. no, it's it's Shane Black. He wrote and directed it. Yeah. It's the guy from the first Predator, the writer of the first Predator. Yeah, it's it's got its roots in Predator. Okay, so this, this is the one that came out in 2018, right? Yes. So it's called The Predator. Yeah. Uh, not so th- that's the difference between the, that and the, and the short. They were going to go with Child Predator, but they decided to go with The Predator. <laughs> you joke, but this is Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen was tapped to be the lead. That was the big controversy. Shane Black hired a friend to do a scene in the movie where he played a jogger that was hitting on Olivia Munn. <laughs> Uh, Another weird kind of out there comedy piece. Yeah, that ended up getting eleventh hour excised. Oh, because, because the guy he was had a, a perp rep. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did hear about that. He was an actual predator. Yeah. No, you can always yeah. tell a you can always tell a movie that was that was bad because the um, the tomato meter mm-hmm. was thirty two percent on this ah, one, that's which a, isn't which isn't horrible. It's not it the, is. well. It's real bad. It's worse than a zero, honestly, in a lot of ways. Yeah, because zero usually, is just like oh, it got attacked. Usually, when you see uh, the tomato meter at thirty-two percent, the audience uh, the audience percentage is much higher because that's yeah. the self-selected sample of you know people who really yeah. want to go see that movie. They're at thirty-eight. Yeah, it's just not it's, very good. It's yeah. it's weird. That means that nobody liked this movie. No, it's not. You can't. I fell. I fell I, out of it so many times. It's very also easy to lose your mojo for something. Like yeah, I wrote it however long ago. Oh sure, How old is Predator? So like. I'm gonna come back and write another one. Well, it's it's it doesn't make any sense. The first Predator, and that's the other thing too. Is like this movie is dialogue thick. Mm-hmm. There is so much dialogue talking. thick. If you watch the first Predator, yeah, there are minutes. The script, the script is eight pages long. Like really? Yeah. No, the, script look, the script looks like a porno movie. There's a lot of time when it's just character. It's show don't tell. It's the language of cinema, right? Rather than. Blah, 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 blah. I could see this on the improv stage. Well, that, that you know, uh, listening to an interview with Adam McKay, mm. he said that, like, the most important thing that happened to TV, to movie comedies was Avid, the editing equipment. Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You used to, to physically cut and splice things and keep track of all these things. And now, if you knew if you just shot stuff from both angles, yep. You had coverage, and you could just figure it all out on a computer. So you right, and you could lightning fast. It didn't take, you know, fifteen minutes to put a new take in. Right, it took you seconds. Well, and you didn't have to pay, uh, you know, a super high priced editor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, and super high priced editors were like, "I'll cut this out, this version, and I will label it on an envelope, and I'll put the physical, actual film in right. an envelope and tape it to a wall near me." And then, so if we want to go back to that one, I can take it out and put it back right. in, right. you know? And the next one, so every take you want to do had this crazy process of keeping track of actual, mm-hmm. where we put the actual film. And if you lost that envelope, then it's gone. I mean, I used you to know? do that with, um, with with audio tape. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. Going, going back and forth between takes on any kind of editing like that on, on tape yeah. was just, it, it was a nightmare. And the thing he said, so now when you know start making Anchorman and everything else, so you just go like, oh, this version that version, this version that version, this joke that joke, and you're just constantly just just constructing the whole thing, and so that created a comedy boom. Yeah, that was absolutely, and we all were blown away by that. Right, we all were like, holy shit, I can't believe how many crazy outlandish shit is in this movie, and now that's gone. Like we don't, we are not blown away by. We're that not impressed now. by that anymore. We're not, and 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 knowing now that like it's it's even we're talking about the improv boom. It's like 
you guys improvising a whole scene together in the hotel room, you just said like, oh, I bet that's all improvised. Good job. It wasn't like, you know, like there was a time where you and I, especially as improv people, would be like, oh my God, I, they totally think they're improvising this. I can't believe this isn't a movie. This is great. Yeah. You know? Well, especially because it's not, it's the, it's funny. Yeah. But it's easy. The the bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. bit is easy. Yeah. It's just that one dirty joke. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Beaten to death. Cute. And it's it's kind of it's cute because it's if there's one person I know who does not like a joke get to get beaten to death. No, no, no. It's problematic. Again, I enjoyed that little scene. I laughed. It's just inappropriate. It, it's just right. Just for, it's predator. Yeah. It's like what the like guys? I haven't seen the predator in five minutes. <laughs> I haven't seen the predator. I'm watching this movie for one reason. Also, I didn't give a fuck about the predator. Yeah. And also, the storyline is weird. Also, where's Danny Glover? Well, they 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 couldn't they, get a cat. They reference all the stuff. <laughs> Try to get set, but yeah. they. Uh, I, I think I think for me, it's like there's there's just there's a few too many ideas. It's very muddled, and it doesn't. Uh, it's crazy, stupid, hard to make a good movie. Sure, yeah, exactly. It's a miracle to make a to make a good film. And uh, oh, I was listening to uh, tone last... is one of the hardest things to figure out. It's very well. There's no there. Yeah. They didn't. Right, and that's, right. They failed that. That's a problem, yeah. Because when you don't have tone, it's a, it even teaches with improv. It's like you know, like the like the advanced performance skills, not just yes ending the information you're getting, mm-hmm. but yes ending the tone and flavor. If you're always playing two people that hang out in the same world, then you know how to yes end that. You're in such great shape because the audience stays in their imagination space. Right. When you start to do something that feels like a stunt, or start to feel something that when you take a left turn on something like that. You, you think about the process of making a movie while you're while you're watching a movie, and that's the worst place to be. That's exactly it. Like there's these moves. Like he's the the there's the predator that comes to Earth. He's being hunted by another predator. Yeah. So then you got this super predator. Yeah. Who's real super big and tall? Predator! Doesn't really look like a predator as much. Right. And they're chatty. They're talky predators, and I'm like, shut. Uh, <laughs> I don't care, and I mean, and then and then he at the very end he says that to the predator, and it's it's just dumb. But he brings dogs, he brings hunting dogs, predator dogs, <laughs> and as soon as dogs come on the screen, you go, mm, but those are dogs. You're gonna kill his dogs, yeah, and they do. They kill one of the dogs, and you're like, oh, you just killed a a dog. It's a predator dog. It's a monster dog, but it's still a dog. You don't kill a dog. You don't kill dogs. And then they keep one of them alive after shooting it in the head, and it becomes the nice dog that's helping them. But they don't treat it very well, and it gets killed too. And it's just like... <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, uh, uh, it, really, it really takes you out of the film. You're like, what are you going sure. for here? Same, same interview, Adam McKay, Anchorman. Mm. Literally, when they showed to people, like the Hollywood execs, Flipping out, being like, "You're changing comedy. This is crazy. We've never seen anything like this, and we think it's gonna it's gonna do really well." Right. In the movie, he he, he remember he throws his dog over the bridge. Uh, oh, Baxter, right. When Baxter, Baxter gets kid, yeah, he throws My Baxter. Gentleman. Yeah, mm-hmm. he throws Baxter. Uh, no, now this is Baxter happening. dies. Boom. Yeah, and so they go and test it. Yeah, in Hollywood, test it, and it gets it comes back with like uh, like fifty, like a C C movie. Like, and they're like, we were in the theaters. They were laughing their asses off. Mm-hmm. Why? How the fuck is this scoring low? And they're like, uh, "You killed the dog," 
And they're like, it's the oldest rule. You don't kill the fucking dog. Nope. You never kill the dog. So they went, if you go see Anchorman, mm-hmm. he, Baxter comes back out of nowhere. He literally just goes, right. there's Baxter. Like, oh, Baxter's back. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. And everybody loves it. And everybody loves it. And the score went through and, the roof. And it, of course, because it's it's perfect. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. So, of no. course, we can have it. But this is the thing. You're, sh- you're doing an, an evil alien. Yeah. That suddenly has two likable pets. I was going to say, use like... Bats or like anything, weird, yeah, li- li- like monsters, yeah, like snakes, some kind aliens, of thing, things that we know we hate. That's right, you know, and that's part of the whole thing. Pandas, of, part of the whole thing fucking of the movie. <laughs> release, release the pandas. Part of the movie. <laughs> fucking ass pandas. Fucking pandas. <laughs> God damn it! Not another. God damn. I loved it. I'd love to see that. <laughs> or koalas, yeah, the yeah. slowest. Uh-huh. Like release sloths. the koalas. Sloths. <laughs> release the three toed sloths. <laughs> You're fucking <Yeah>. dead. <laughs> You're like, uh, this yeah. is not Cap- going to end well. Cap- Captain, Captain, he's got it both of his hands on my face. <laughs> he's slowly applying pressure. Cap, Cap, what do I do? Cap, what do I do? Stay still. Take Cap, it, take stay, a step. Stay still. <laughs> stay still. <laughs> Don't move. This is oh, much, that's that's actually the brother, opposite of the, yes. of the of the you know, I thought I was going to give. I was going to say just take a step back. This is. <laughs> I, oh, let me try that. Oh, he's. He's slowly stepping with me. <laughs> uh, quickly take one step back. Oh, look, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, they fucking ass sloth. They, they, the part of the process or part of the the premise. Well, I just get STDs from the koala, right? What, what yeah, are they, aren't they? Yeah, all koalas right? all have chlamydia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but it's good. koala chlamydia. I don't know if it's it's probably transferable. <laughs> Doc, I have no idea how yeah. I got this koala chlamydia. Yeah. All right, mate. <laughs> sure you don't. Got so many of these koala fucking tourists coming through here. Koalas are fuckers, right? Oh, they fucking fight. Yeah, they're yeah, mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you they're could do shits. alien koalas. I think you'd get away with that. Sure. Yeah. The problem. The problem is that test great in Australia. Again, the idea is that they're coming to Earth to grab strains of our DNA and implement that into their DNA. To enhance themselves. And so the idea is they've been doing that with all the breeds of animals on the planet mm-hmm. and that kind of thing too. So, like, yeah, it's like they're human little pit bull doggies. Are of pit bull DNA? Yeah. That seems so weird. It's you're super asking, weird. You're asking the audience. You're just asking an audience to like. To be cool with your main character shooting dogs in the head multiple times. Yeah. No, oh, I'm fine with that. No, but it, no, it, it it doesn't it doesn't pay off. No, it doesn't pay off, and I don't want to see Predator Dog become fun. It it's fucked up. Yeah. There's just so many fucked up things about it. It's a shame. I think it's got probably five really cool ideas. Should have probably whittled it down to two, and should have done a lot of different stuff. I feel like that. And a there's, lot. A, there's when a, I when I go see movies now. Uh, that aren't well-made children's movies, which yeah. is what, mostly what I see now. Right. I'm always just like, man, I feel like this is just two drafts away from being really good. Yep. And you just go like, what? I guess do they do people just not do? I it think as there often? come there just comes a point where they have to greenlight something. Yeah, they just want to get it made. Or just, that's part of it too. Really yeah. I have no idea. But there's so many times we're like, oh you man, can, you can. There's some... just two rewrites. I feel like this goes fine. But this one, a big part of it too is um, autism. Is a huge key plot point. Really? Yes. The main child, mm-hmm. the star of, and that's another thing too. The main character is like a ten-year-old mm-hmm. who is autistic, specifically has Asperger's syndrome. Is mocked for it. 
and it's revealed that he's able to interact with the alien technology in advanced ways because of his autistic abilities. And they straight out say he's the evolutionary leap. Autism is actually an evolutionary leap, an okay. advancement for humankind. Right. And that's why the predators are after his specific DNA and stuff, because he's next level human. Okay. And that's they a, want that's a nice thing to write. Is it right? It is. <laughs> it's a sweet <laughs> that's exactly what I was it's thinking. It's a sweet sentiment and some of it is done some of that is done well. Yeah. But no. It's but, also but then but then so much of it, the rest of it is done weird. Like I remember when uh 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 uh, the dude from uh, Entourage and um, uh, Denzel Washington mm-hmm. did a uh, uh, John Q. Public or something like that. There's a movie where he ends up holding up a hospital because he doesn't have insurance. And, and right, sort of, like, I remember that. Him to save his wife by gunpoint. Oh, I think it was just called John Q., wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that and was I, the whole thing. Was like, I remember being this like, guy's, it was like falling down with healthcare. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I watched it on the plane where I was like, this can't, this feels bad. So let me look at it. Let me watch it. I remember watching the first 15 minutes. I was like, oh God, <laughs> like it is as heavy handed. Uh huh. And like, it's one thing to like have a nice little plot point. We give the audience some credit, do some math. A little, it, you know, a little. Yes. But when you're like, hey, you guys watching. We've got a big heart over here. <laughs> you know, like, we're looking out for you. It's like, don't preach directly to me. It's. Don't talk directly to me. It is so ham-fisted, you could make a sub. Yeah. And still have <laughs> fingers worth of ham left over. Um, there's, a, there's a point where the kid finds some of this alien hardware that his dad had mailed him. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the whole point is the dad saw the alien and is going to get. Taken by the government. By the way, spoilers for all this. Uh, he's going to get in trouble. The kid, I think you're doing everyone a service. The, I'm, 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 I'm saving you. Um, anyway, he gets one of the predator's masks, and he wears the mask, and of course is enhanced with all this stuff. And he's doing it for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So he's going around for Halloween, and, the pre- and here come the two bullies that always give him shit. Like, what are you? Fuck, are you supposed to be? He's like, eh, leave me alone. Eh. And he goes up to this. Looks like kind of abandoned house. Mm-hmm. Trick or treat, nobody comes. The the, the, the two teasing kids are on the street, like ah, nobody got, gave you a treat, huh? And then you pull back and you see this house, and it's sort of supposed to be like, oh, this is a drug den or something. Yeah, they've got like a Jamaica flag with weed leaf hanging in the in the thing, <laughs> and this stoner dude walks out of the top floor porch and goes. Here's your treat, you little piece of shit. And he throws a beer can at the kid's head. It donks the kid's head. Right? And the helmet automatically goes into defense mode, flips a missile launcher around behind it, and blows up the house. (laughs) Killing the, the, the hippie and freaking and blowing away and freaking out the two bad. Uh, kids at the same time. Man. It's like, what? <laughs> it's so dumb. And the little kid is just kind of like, mm. and then he picks up the helmet and like shakes it at the two bullies like, eh. and they're like, oh! It's the d- <laughs> That's the dumbest thing. It's, there's a lot of stupid shit in there. Olivia Munn is doing a good job and everybody else is in a different movie. Alright, so here's the ultimate spoiler. This is this is the uh, early in it. Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. 
throws out a, 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 a this was this 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 I was like oh, but no, never nothing ever really came from it a little bit. But they get into your mom stuff. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Did you hear the jokes? No. Uh, so one was uh, what's the difference between your mom and uh? Oh no, uh, what's the difference between a joke and five big black men? What's that? Uh, your mom can't take a joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the other one was, what's the best way to circumcise a homeless man? What's that? Kick your mom in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's not worth seeing the movie. Those are the that, was, that was it. Yeah, Those yeah. were the Bon Mots, and yeah. then that's it. And now I'm like, well, and nothing yeah. else really. There's It's so much. When I think bon about- Bon Mots? What's a Bon Mot? A Bon Mot, a good- Bit a good a, bit a, a good oh, okay. a good uh, is it a film term? Bon mot is a it's a joke term. It's a it's a it's a verbiage term. It sounds like if, snotty. It, oh, it's snotty as fuck. It's like it's Oscar Wilde had lots of bon mots. Okay, yeah. Let me look up the exact ter- uh, definition for bon mot. Because when you're talking about predator, it sounds like another creature. You wish that's the bon yeah. mot. Here comes the bon. Oh mot. no! Here comes the bon mots. If they'd only put bon mots instead of cute, <laughs> cute have, have predator. But the fucked up thing is. They're predator dogs, which means they have dreadlock heads. It That's just looks so all of it is fucking it's close to a good film. Yeah. It is exactly like you say. Yeah. Two more rewrites? Yeah. There's something there. And just one person would be like, hey, we gotta make some decisions here. Yeah. I feel like we, if we have this, we if can't we do go this, and if full we do this, silly, we can't do that. Yeah. But that's just it. You can't hey, fuck you, punk. Boom. Yeah, and just because kill the Sure, what? that guy's a definitely a dick for hitting you in the head with a beer can. Death sentence? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That that's just it. And 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 it's a uh, yeah 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 yeah. Uh, bon mot, a witty remark. All right, let's go with witty remarks from now on. Witticism, quip, pun, pleasantry, <laughs> jest, joke. Uh, yes, a bon mot. Bon mot. A bon. clever remark, a witticism. Bon mots were being repeated. Yes, I'm uh watch. I started watching uh, Sneaky Pete. On Amazon. Oh, Giovanna yeah, you like Rubisi. that? Good. Everybody likes Giovanni Rubisi. He's a really good actor. Did you ever see The sis- the Other Sister? <laughs> what is-, is this a movie or is he yeah. a sister? No. The Other Sister. No, no. What is this? It's the one where he and um, uh, Julianne, uh, uh, what's her name? Oh, what from uh, Natural Born Killers. Oh, Juliette Lewis. Yeah. He and Juliette Lewis are... Yeah. Uh, Special people. Oh, God. No. And they, and they get together. And the predators come. And they want the DNA. <laughs> I wish. I wish. It would have bon, made sense. The Bon Mott attacks. They win. They win. <laughs> the Bon Mott comes and gets them. <laughs> oh, no. It's the Bon Mott. Well, speaking of Bon Mott, that was, that is a, there's a line from that preview that yeah. I still use to this day. When the, the, the parents are trying to intervene because mm-hmm. it's like... We don't know this relationship. These two, they're yeah. going to get married, and they don't even, you know. And uh, Giovanni Ruby says, "We can take care of each other." Oh, oh no! no. Oh, yes. oh no! Where do you use this line? I just say it all the time. I, I say it all the time. We can take it. I say it like to every waiter you and Anne have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you like? We can take care of each other. By the way, congratulations to the people who set up the GoFundMe page for Paul's doormat. Oh, yeah. It got fully funded. It got fully funded. $20. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, a, we'll get a nice little doormat at some point. That'll be great. 
yeah, uh, Jacob, if you could look up the other sister. Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> nope. You can look up the other sister. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing anything else right now. I'll tell you what. And so I was trying to I was trying to find another show to watch that. I was like, what? It's always the, what won't my wife watch is my first filter. For like yeah, yeah. A show I do the I same thing. guiltlessly watch on my own. So I, start, I finally started watching uh, American Gods. The uh, one based on the oh, Neil yeah, Gaiman the book. That's a great Gaiman. book. It is a great book. Heard nothing but great things about the book. Have you watched any of the show? No, I've not. I didn't dare. Although Ian McShane can do no wrong. Exactly. He, he chews. He chews scenery just fine. And it's very similar to watching uh, what was it, Blacklist or whatever with uh, what's his name. Both oh, are... um, the. <laughs> Paul's, just Paul's looked me. it up and now he's laughing at a video. I'm showing you the. It's, it's too much. Here's the thing, Paul. I don't want a podcast where I'm laughing at retarded people. No, no. It's not. It's I'm the sorry, movie. I'm sorry, the R word. It's, it's the I'm movie. I'm laughing at people with special needs. I know, but I don't want to just. Uh, this is not why I want to spend a minute of this podcast. <laughs> I just. I believe that they played. Those it's things. just fascinating how fast culture has. Oh, yeah, yeah. Moved forward. Yeah, this, yeah. This film now. Would be like beyond yeah. verboten. Oh right, right. It is. It is. It is strange how much representation used to matter as forward thinking, and how yes. much it doesn't anymore. Well, there's representation, and then there's and then there's representation. If you had like special needs people portraying these characters, yeah. we're good, right? Yeah, because there yeah. are plenty of special needs actors. Like, you know, remember when Brokeback Mountain came out, right? And everyone was like, oh, this is so great. So groundbreaking. And then but I nowadays find... everybody would be like. No, I'd say I couldn't find uh, a gay friend who thought that was a good movie no, at all. Right. And was just was right. like, this is the dumbest thing and it's annoying. <laughs> and yeah. they hated it. Yeah. And that backlash have... would now be out with the movie. Uh, yeah, you have so There'd many. Be so many gay groups that'd be like, stop it. Right. So many gay performers who could do those roles, number one. Yeah. Why give that to straight people? Yeah. Ridiculous. Right. Yeah, all of it. Just, just oh, super, super straight odd. actors just putting on gay face. Gay face. Get your gay face on. Um, so in Sneaky Pete, I think it's funny is that Brian Cranston is in it. Okay. America's dad. And then what's it? He plays uh, uh, a guy who. Brian uh, Cranston is quietly one of the best actors working today. Well, I think he plays a gangster who's running an illegal poker parlor. Great. In New York. And I was like, and it's you know, it's all it's about sneaky beats, all about cons and like reverse cons and cons. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's 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 fine. Um, but I was like, why would you you played the most vicious villain, like the most vicious gangster there was? Mm-hmm. Why do you go back to that? Well, why do you play a less vicious gangster? <laughs> right, <laughs> like you're playing like a less cold hearted, less power hungry, less vicious gangster. Yeah, and then with it comes. That lack of business where he's, in person, a gr- he was a great sitcom dad. Right. A charming, funny person to listen to talk. Mm-hmm. And so if, if there's winks of it in there that you're like, wow. It's weird. Huh? I don't want this. I don't want charming Brian Cranston in a villain poker room role. Right. It's just like anybody. I guess it's just that's what I'm guaranteed. It's just got it made. Sure. It's like Because he's executive producer, so I must have been like. I'll do it. Yeah, there's money. There's there's money if you're in it. There's no money if you're not in it. Yep. Sure. 
And they're like, we have Giovanni Rubisi. And they're like, just, they just played the preview. You played me. Yeah. And they're like, I'm we not giving. We can take care of each other. I'm not giving that guy <laughs> money. I'm not giving that guy the money you think he deserves. <laughs> you got to be in it. Uh, yeah, Brian Cranston. Anybody looking for a deep cut? Check him out in the first season of Airwolf. <laughs> That's ah! right. <laughs> that or Chips. Wasn't he in Chips? Probably. I think he was in he Chips. Did a, he's been working for a while. Well, that's the thing. He was, was he, before Breaking Bad, he's just one of those guys who Struggling just always yep. worked. Yep. Um, uh, American Gods? I've heard nothing but amazing things from the book. So the the it's a really weird show. It's a lot of... That's one of those, that's one of those things where... It's a lot of sizzle and not a lot of steak. Well, it's like with, with Watchmen. Yeah. Right? And they, that's that I think was pretty close to adapting the impossible. Yes, but to do it on a TV budget, yeah, nah, I did that. a stars TV budget even not, not HBO TV. <sighs> no budget. man, yeah, I think uh, Ian McShane like yeah. that casting fits exactly with what you have in your mind when you're reading the book. Yeah, that's fine. But there's so much going on in that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beyond fantastical. It's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I haven't gotten in, I haven't gotten into that. No, no. Um, I just watch YouTube craziness. I feel bad if if Charles Edward Cheese is listening. Yeah, I feel bad. What happened? I I betrayed him. Yeah, I took the kids to Peter Piper Pizza. Oh, how'd that I've go? I've never heard of this place before. In my exactly, life. I have. They I got want, a new whole arcade thing going on. They do. They have a much they have a, they have a smaller but much nicer and better arcade. Mm-hmm. Peter Piper Pizza is Charles Edward Cheese for kids who are like, I hate Chuck E. Cheese. I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese, but your parents are like, you know, you fucking love Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. So you go to Peter Peter Piper Pizza. Well, are either of your kids saying that they hate Chuck E. Cheese? No, I just I, okay. I, I just uh, I I literally want to go somewhere else. Right. And uh, but it's I, the, it's for the older set. It is. 10 is to 12-year-olds. Yes. Is the pizza worse, better, or the same? The same. Okay. It, there is not the same level of hypersecurity, though, is there? No. Right. There's no one checking the things. You right. Can, you can steal a fucking kid. Oh, so easily. <laughs> so what I need to kill. Well, Peter Piper's not that far off from Pied Piper. <laughs> exactly. Just, hello, Kunk. Oh, oh no. Train. What happened? Shut up and eat the shitty pizza. You could take okay. care of each other. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a Bon Mott. I use it all the time. Ah, <laughs> oh, Bon Mott! Look out, Bon Mott! Ah! It's got dreadlocks! <laughs> she was actually the leader of the, we uh, could take each other of the rebellion. <laughs> I'm a Bon Mott with when they, went, when they, they went and they, remember when they get re- unveiled the Death Star plans? Yeah. And then up comes Bon Mott. And yeah. she's like, this is several Bolton spies mm-hmm. died to provide this information. I don't know what you're saying. Several Bolton... Bamat, she's yeah. the leader of the rebellion. Okay, <laughs> her, name, her name's Bam Mothma. Okay, it kind of sounds like Bamat, but not really. I think Bam Mothma. No, I think people who know what you're talking about love two what guys. You just said. Two guys just laughed their ass off <laughs> at a Phil from Player One podcast. Yes, and uh... <laughs> Phil. Phil and... is my target demographic. It's so funny. I think Phil. I am Phil's target demographic, and Phil is mine. We, That's we, it. We, we absolutely really just podcast for an audience. We of one. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Totally are. There are plenty of moments on P1 where I'm listening and I'm like, you're just doing that to make me happy, Phil. Keep doing it. They have a nicer uh, a salad selection. What? Player yeah, One? Player One has a nicer yeah. salad selection. Now, here's, did you know, do you remember 
when Pizza Hut had their their salad bar. Yes. Yes. And you remember they had all that greenery around it? Yes. That was kale. When Pizza Hut was (laughs) a uh, sit-down restaurant. I saw a little blurb. They were the number one purchasers of kale back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Just to stuff their... Just to make the salad bar pretty. Right. That's the decorative kale. Because nobody was eating kale. Nobody was eating kale. Because it was not edible. Yeah. Nor has it become edible. <laughs> it's decorative at best. At there, best, it's there decorative. There are some things that I really like kale in. I like kale in a nice soup. Yeah. Yes. My wife makes a really great kale vegetable soup. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the smell of kale no, in a salad. There's, not, there's nothing good about it. Uh, kale yeah. is nasty. It's good this in is, the soup. This is, this is Yeah. Ray, Ray Cronus is a whole thing of kale. There's raw kale, slightly steamed kale. Overly steamed kale, and it just really runs three completely different tastes and smells across right. the board. What's his uh, What's his favorite? If you kale? Sli- if you slightly steam kale, just cook it a little bit. That's a lot good. of the acidity goes away, oh. and all that bet- that bitterness goes away, and it comes and it feels like a fresher green. Mm. Uh, and uh, the wife does the oil, the kale chips. Oh yeah, yeah. You just do the drizzle in olive oil mm. and a little garlic and salt, and you put the kale in the I'm getting sick. oven. I'm getting sick. And just, it's just you're just oh. eating crispy, crunchy. Oh, there's nothing yeah, to yeah. it. Oh, but <laughs> there's there's no taste to it. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, barf. There's there's literally no taste. Oh, to yeah, it. Yeah, I can tell. Everything everything covered in oil and and, and salt. And it tastes garlic. Good. That's tastes what it tastes good. like. It tastes like oil, salt, gar- salt, and garlic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> just have yourself a nice little plate of oil, salt, and garlic. Why you, why you gotta put this kale shit on there? Oh, I got a really good bottle of balsamic vinegar the other day. Oh, fucking. Hold on. Yeah, a yeah. Everyone, shut Buckle up. Buckle up, people. <laughs> it's uh, it's syrupy. Oh, shit. What? It's syrupy. Yeah, yeah. It, it is super thick balsamic vinegar. Oh, it's so thick. Oh, Doesn't that mean so it went good. bad? No. No, it's really good. It's dialogue thick. Yeah. Balsamic. Oh yeah, so I need I need good stuff to use my balsamic vinegar for. Don't put it on no kale. Put it put it on my balls. Yeah, that's it's what balsamic. That's what it's for. Balsamic. I need my balsamic. Touch, do you, touch do my you, balls with your balsamic. At Peter Piper Pizza. Yeah. Do you win tickets? Yes. They have a prize redemption center as well. They do. It's not on a card like Dave and Buster's. Is not on the card. You get actual tickets, and then for no reason, the tickets are worth two tickets instead of one tickets when you win tickets. <laughs> I've, I don't know why that's. I don't know why who came up with that idea to be like ah. It's basically like a big like fuck you, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. Each one of our tickets is two tickets on each ticket. It's, it's the uh, it's the kids arcade version of these go to eleven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, and they do still do the physical tokens. Okay. And so you got to do put, put That's fun. tokens in the machine. And so you got pockets kids of tickets like and tokens. Yeah, kids love that. Yeah. You got to you got to keep some of those because that place will close and nobody will ever see those tokens again. <laughs> and tokens are what become kind of valuable. Oh, okay. Um did you see the video that someone shared to Scoop Group about the kids beating the deal or no deal machine in the arcade? No. Yes. So all you do Yeah. They probably have that at there at the it's funny they got rid of it at uh, the Chuck E. Cheese. They you used to why? have it. They got rid of it because people figured it out. You video. So this is a sequence. It's oh. a screen, that, and on the screen it has all of the dealer no deal suitcases on there, the briefcases. Yeah, and it shows you which one you want to get, and then it closes, and then on the screen in front of you they mix up they real shuffle. fast. They shuffle real fast. If you film it in slow motion, 
you replay right. it in slow motion, you can see where it, because you can follow you it. Can, it. They actually are shuffling it. It's, right. Yeah, you it's can a legit it. shuffle. I did this without help on the boat with Nug. Oh, hilarious. I watched and was like, oh, it's that one. Yeah. And I picked the right one one time <laughs> in the little boat arcade. And I was like, no deal. No deal, no deal, no deal. All the way down. And sure enough, I got it. And it, I had so many fucking tickets. It <laughs> What's was hilarious cra- to me is that a ticket is worth a penny, basically. Okay. Because Charles Edward Cheese, they have items that are for sale. And some of them say it's either $8 or 800 tickets. Oh. Got it. So I was laughing because I was like, when you game, when you game, uh, the thing you 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 want a dollar more. You, yeah. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. You, I'm just saying. You yeah, no, you're not. You're not winning. Any yeah, great. yeah, yeah. You right. are profiting. It does. Co- doesn't cost a dollar to play the game. Right. So there's that. Yeah. But uh, cost a dollar to buy that phone. <laughs> it does. So there's just my our pro tip. Thank you for the uh, that idea. That's really funny. Yeah. Just tape it and you can beat it. That is great. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. They got the tickets, the tokens. The most important thing. That it does, and this is this is a tough one. Okay, on the screens, they don't play Chuck E. Cheese bad skits and cartoons. Okay, they play sports. Oh, oh. my god! <laughs> I was like, you're this, in heaven. They just scored major points for yes. me not to go to because <laughs> I straight up been watching stuff on my phone. You're gonna be a Peter I, Piper guy from I, here on out. I guess so. It's as expensive. Watching stuff on the phone is not as fun as watching stuff and watching stuff on the phone. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's where we are now. It's in the actual let's, two screen let's, experience. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, I was true. amazed. the The one time in my life that I've been to a Chuck E. Cheese was for your son's birthday, and and I sat and chatted with your dad while all the kids uh, played, screamed, yelled, did, did everything, threw shoes, ate exactly. each other, ah, uh, <laughs> got hit in faces with a with, yeah. with, the, with a bocce ball, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, sweat, weird kids sweat, right? Oh, <laughs> what I was amazed by and very happy was they had a bar. Yes. This place also, both of places have a bar. They have booze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. They know what's up. Yeah. The Chuck is very discreet about it. Yeah, yeah. They like, oh, yeah, they didn't advertise it. No, no, no. But, yeah. And like when I would go up to the bar, somebody had to come over to uh, to serve me. Yeah. Because they, they didn't have somebody manning the bar all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're understaffed. Yeah. Are they understaffed? Or do Always. they just not have anybody at the bar because that, then people, kids would be like, I want a drink. I believe both. I, also, I, like, I can't remember, I can't think of the last place I was in at all under any business that wasn't understaffed. Yeah. Like, the last time there actually was someone at the movie theater who was actually at the window and at the ticker-ticking place and at the, you know. Right. Everywhere I go, they're just down. That's weird, huh? Well, I wonder if the economy's headed for a slump. No, no, no. It's doing great. That's doing, it's doing, it's doing great. And if you don't think so, Paul, you're just a lefty pinko. I guess that's like. true. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I do have a job. <laughs> that's it. There you That's go. It. Economy complete. A good job. A, the complete. best job. We nailed it. <laughs> Economy fine. achievement unlocked. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Just That's a gamer reference. Yep. Um. All right. Let's just do scoop mail or something. Yeah, let's do that. I literally was going to talk about presidential candidate. Like, no. Nah, nope. I don't want to do that at all. Nope. That's not what we do here. <laughs> We vaguely reference our political stances and let it go. <laughs> What's up, denizens? It is I, Dibs and Dot Jack. 
Whoa. Returning gloriously. The most powerful man in our universe. Just writing in to say that I called dibs on Paul's new welcome mat. <laughs> oh, man. There will be more dibs on fucking your face. That's dibs and jo- dot jack, formerly Scooper Duper. All right. That was slick, man. Call, I can't believe you just fucking them, lost your bad dibs in quick. I hope you break the news to Ann okay. That was fucking, that was some slick dibs. Ann knows yep. how to play dibs. <laughs> she knows how it works. She's not going, she's not afraid of the game. <laughs> but that's the bad thing is she respects the dibs. It's obvious she knows that you got to give up the, the mat game. now. Uh, little Sally Scoop, although he didn't say that he wouldn't let his welcome mat stay at your house. Yeah, well, you know what? You might end up finding out that you get the old shit street. <laughs> Shit Street Blues. Uh, he specifically said the new one. Yeah, well. Paul's going to shit on that one, too. I might. <laughs> it might happen tonight if I don't make it home right. <laughs> if you have another scramble in you. That's oh, right. My guts. Sometimes, you a know. Welcome mat scramble. Sometimes you can have it so bad that you need a doormat to wipe your ass because toilet paper won't do. <laughs> you need a you, I, I'm a moist towelette guy. Yeah. I got the baby wipes there all the time, too. Yeah, I double fisted. Paul, I didn't think you really would use a, d- a doormat to wipe your ass. I you don't. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't use that doormat though. It's that door, that doormat was harder and more abrasive than a magic eraser. <laughs> it was a true battle. It tore up a magic eraser like nobody's business. <laughs> Fancy toilet. Sprays right up my butt. Oh, I wish I had that. Oh, so great. Little Sally Scoop. Greetings, terrific trio. I did hell. Okay. A new co-worker joined my team over the summer. Things were okay until a few weeks ago. Now I'm having a hard time getting through the day without feeling all murdery. Whoa. The tolerable minor annoyances have now ramped up to a 12 on a 1 to 10 scale. I am not her supervisor. We share the same job title, and we work in an open office space with her desk five feet away from mine with no walls or barriers in between. Murder. This is uh, funny because the the zombie hole, Fremont did a reorganization up in their office area. Okay. Uh And they rebuilt it out as that open office plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, somebody didn't get the memo that this is five years outdated, and it makes people want to kill each other yeah right uh, the whole like shared workspace and open workspace stuff like that is that what happens is that like uh what happens is weird spaces get uh kind of cornered off which is like like stairwells right and and hall and areas of the hallways like any place that actually has privacy suddenly that's where someone does all of their calls and like and then the people just you know uh it's just a total battle just constantly coming to your conference rooms and things like that yeah it's it's gross people want like the cubicle people thing deserve that, a little fucking privacy. Yeah, and the things that people, you know, find cubicles so dehumanizing and everything else, turns out people really like cubicles. People like privacy. Compared to not. Yeah. Well, I mean, all yeah. you have to do is look around at the open office spaces and say, great, where's the boss? Oh, the boss is in their own office. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Jacob. But the boss doesn't have an open workspace with everybody else. No. They're in the office. No. It's gross. And I feel very sorry for those poor people. But I but I also think, yeah, well, you're working here, too. You know what's yeah. up. You know what's real thing the other day? Like, I've never had my own desk or dressing room space. I've never gigged where I had a space to you put. have a room. Like, the churn is the closest thing I've come right. to having a space where we, we decorate. I put little things here. But even right. that, I don't keep... 
Like, but I've never like brought in like stuff from home to make a space feel like mine. Yeah, I had a space like that for Second City. Yeah, which was nice. Yeah, uh, it got kind of muddled when we had to put boys and girls in the same room. Yeah, after so extra or less came in. Let's take out all your dick, all your dick frames. No, I. The most the Bambalow. best the, penis frames. Thank you. <laughs> the main attraction of my workspace was an animatronic remote Cop control monkey curios. head. Curios. Monkey what? An um, animatronic remote control monkey head. <laughs> it's really and, cool. And you couldn't. The girls couldn't handle that. Nah, everybody could play with it. It was just oh. silly. It was just. Oh. Man, it would scream and. What did you? What did you have to not? Put up that when girls were in your dressing Nothing. Room. We just had everything got condensed. Oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. okay. And okay. it was and lost, it, space. and it became more of a shared space because we had other shows. And yeah, things yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. But for a while there, it was. This is my space. <laughs> I think they shades had your own space, but they were off with a clothing rack just backed into it. <laughs> <laughs> that space. They did their best. They had a shared space for uh -huh. like eight shows or whatever the fuck was in there. Right. And then uh, everyone had their own little mirror space. Good. But these clothing racks that all the costumes of all the shows on it would be kind of sloppily moved around depending sure. on who was last in there. Yep. And so basically Paul's space is in the corner and they're always basically just, just a wedge of clothing racks like up at the ball space. Perfect. The, uh, the thing about that too, yeah, we had I had to get as, as hidden as I could, as best I could yeah. because mine was the only role in a sexy show that required me to get fully naked to get into my uniform every... Yeah, oh, yeah. right. My costume... I had to be completely balls out yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the dressing room. And, you know, actor's modesty, we don't give a fuck. Right. But at the same time, not everybody coming through that area was an actor. Well, that's it. Actor's modesty among your own show. Sure. Right. But when people just kind of keep walking in and out. Yes. Famously, that was where we end up hating uh, our wardrobe lady forever and ever. Because she was awful to you and then said she was joking. <laughs> I'm just done with all of it. Done with all of it. It's, it's I don't know. And this the the Dow of Pooh book helped me a lot. Recently, recently, because you weren't reading it then. I needed to read that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I was not. Time. I was not at all. That uh, I could have used it then for sure. Uh, to just yeah. You're done with the zombie hole. Um, eventually. No, but I mean, like in your mind, you're kind of done with it. Um. So non included. What is all of it? It's a very vague thing. I'm done with all of it. Uh, the the concerns, the the petty uh, silliness of the oh. day to day. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm letting that shit just. Oh, good. I, I'm watching it in an amused way, a little bit more. Oh, that's... a little bit more. <laughs> it takes practice. It's still crazy. Yeah, it's still crazy. I'm I'm very much just cutting myself out of a bunch of shit. Okay. At work, for sure. Oh, okay. And it's been helpful. I found a new corner where I can hide. <laughs> and your shared work space. As much as, you found your corner. Yeah, as much as I can, I hide yeah. there. Yesterday, we have this new thing where we're... Uh, in his own little corner, we're, in his own little chair. Every day, we're taking a poll as to how many people we think will come through the attraction. Whoever guesses closest gets to pick what role they want to do for the next day. Oh, hilarious. Oh, it's kind of fun. So uh, I, I like won. the game a lot. That's I, great camaraderie, yeah. I think. I won on uh, my Tuesday, I guess. And I was like, I'll do the exact same thing I did today, which was Nurse Breaker, which is the chillest gig. <laughs> so that was that was I had two days in a row of that because I had two days in a row of Greeter. Which is oh, the, your least favorite. That's, that's the toughest. That's the toughest. You have to be front-facing. I'll do there. the role where I get to stay at home. Got to remember that Paul quit Zach Baggins the moment they made him talk to people outside. It's true. 
outside being the key term <laughs> in the elements. It was like yeah, straight yeah, up. Yeah. Just, I was like, I stop. I did not go back to ticketing. Yeah. Because I wanted to get out of the fucking sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're doing that a little bit of that shit at the, the zombie. at the zombie too. I'm like, oh, it just never stops. Yeah, it always. But you're at least covered at, at zombie, right? Because it's under the canopy, isn't it? Uh, no. Oh, it's not. It's out from under. The not canopy. from. Uh, but 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 the good thing was yesterday we had rain, so we didn't yeah. do the little street team shit. So I was like, oh, oh nice. perfect, good. Yeah. Use young people for that. That's what it yes. all is. All of it is. It's a young man's game. I know that. Yeah. Um. No, but I mean, if you're on staff, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's just, it's, it's if you're staffing it and you have young people and you have Paul. I did all street team shit when I was younger and and, and, and didn't feel like it was torture, and now it does. Right. And I'm just never going to be good at it ever again. I can still ha- hack it, but yeah. it's just meh. The whole thing. I, I, I'm look, I keep looking and looking. LinkedIn doesn't do me any fucking favors. <laughs> LinkedIn for entertainment is not good. It's shit. I don't know where to start looking next, but uh, I got to start looking more because LinkedIn yeah. isn't doing it. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears out too. That's, yeah. that's you know what a lot doing. of people in this town. But I'm also that. That's it. I think ultimately that was the whole the the Dow of poo. Yeah. The way it's worked for me. Yeah. Truly is just be patient. Yeah. Let it come when it comes. Don't try and force anything crazy. Yeah. I'm do things are going well. Yeah. I'm really happy with where the podcast is going. Great. So, a while back, a scoop sent us in uh, these these knit uh, knit hats, these beanies that have an ice cream cone on top of them, <laughs> and uh, Paul's is on the back of his chair. And so, as he's saying all of this serious stuff, it just looks like there's a big brown dildo sitting on top of his head. <laughs> yep. I'm it's, happy with the podcast. It's going yep. awesome. I'm wearing a dildo on my there's head. There's a dildo on my head. No big deal. We can I, take care of each other. <laughs> What's a preview of two actors playing special needs people. Uh-huh. I love where this podcast is going. Yep. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is definitely, I mean, of the top five, <laughs> this is nowhere close. My desk is perpendicular to hers, and I have a direct view of her computer screen. She loves to play music on speakerphone at her desk. She does play it quietly, but the tone from the speakerphone, no matter how quiet, makes me insane. Insane. It's the equivalent of being a small uh, of having a small bug buzzing around my head during times of high stress. I've asked her to turn it off, and it's usually done begrudgingly, followed by lots of mouse slamming on her desk. Yeah. She fucks mice on her desk. Yep. Yeah, slam Which that is mouse. surprisingly not against anything in the handbook. No. Nothing against the employee rules. Can't nope. go to HR the, unless the mouse goes to HR. I guess the mouse could go. But the mouse seems to enjoy it. Uh, I'm not at all opposed to music in the office. I'd actually be happy to have a radio with some background music playing. However, this brings me to the next problem. Constant singing and humming along. I'm afraid a radio would invite more singing and would probably disagree on what kind of music should be played. The singing and humming uh, used to only be a small part of the day. Now it's nonstop. And my coworker has taken to singing every sentence and question. Everything trails off into a song. She just hums like she stepped out of a 1930s Broadway show. The office thermostat is another problem. I like a colder room, but because I work with other people, there are three other offices in the back. I keep the temp set to 72. I prefer it about 68, but I want to be fair. Coworker cranks it up to 76 No, I step out of the office. 76? That's horrible. That's horrible. She's always freezing and doesn't seem to care about how comfortable anyone else is. 
When I notice, she'll reluctantly agree to lower it to 74. Put a fucking jacket on. She also has a space heater under her desk. And due to the overflow when it's on, it circles around and blasts me. I'm a, a lizard person. Yeah. There's I have no a doubt small fan it. that I use uh, when her heater is on. Coworker has also started doing lots of non work related things at her desk during work time, cleaning out her purse and organizing all of her receipts, converting a 30 disc audio book into MP3s and trying to load it onto <laughs> a cheap audio player that doesn't work right, <laughs> and then calling tech support for said cheap audio player. Oh, amazing. Shopping on Amazon on her work computer. Uh, one day, a few of us were chatting, new co-works included, about uh, perfumes and scented candles. And I mentioned how I can't really tolerate most uh, candle or perfume smells anymore. The next day, I had to ask her to turn off the music, and she re- uh, reacted badly for it. The following morning, she came in swimming in perfume. Oh, she's out to get you. Yeah, yeah. That's chemical warfare now. That's against the Geneva Convention. Uh, my eyes burned and ran for about three hours because of it. I mentioned it after another coworker noticed my eyes were red and got an apology with a smirk. I don't think it was a coincidence. That's okay. a that's a punch. Okay. A couple I've been of reading. Here. I've been following this on Scoop Group. This okay. Oh, really? Long, yeah, it's been going for a long time. I, re- I recall all of these events. This is awful. Well, and then there was the fish soup. Okay. All oh. right. The microwave is in the closet behind me, three feet away. After all this, she brought in fish soup and stunk up the office. That's gross. We have a we have a standing rule in the absent office. No, we have a microwave no in there. Seafood. No seafood. Yeah. 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 You don't microwave seafood in an office. Nope. Right. You like, don't microwave seafood. You just you don't microwave stinky stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, you turn into this. Unless yeah. you've had oh, I microwave surf and turf. Oh. <laughs> I take. I get. I love a good rubbery lobster tail. I, I get like a yeah. I get like nothing a, like two day old Ruth's Chris. <laughs> I get oh, it's the I best. Get, I spend like sixty five bucks Ruth's Chris to go. Ruth's Chris Postmates. Ruth's Chris Postmates. I stick it in the fridge until I'm done, you know, reading. And then I just go ahead and just top just that puppy it. off. Just nuke it. Oh in, God! In the in the container. Steak isn't done until the it's plastic plate melts a little until bit. It's re- reheated. Yeah, and then what happens is if I'm writing with a pencil, I use my lobster to erase any errors I make after I get it out of the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's making my stomach churn. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's funny. It's Not to mention so she's gross. been really nasty to our customers, the residents in the retirement community where we work. Uh, she barely greets them when they walk in the office. She's the first person they see. And when she does finally acknowledge them, she's mean and calls them snatches instead of calling them cunts under her breath. She Weak. She calls people snatches? Calling people snatches is weird. In a way that's not comedic <laughs> right. is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also impossible. In an office where you get along, It'd be really funny to be like, and this snatch comes in. Yeah. Right. Like, yep. that's a good day. Yeah. But to, to begrudgingly to yourself, like, snatches. Oh, I'm going to start calling people snatches. <laughs> and it's going to be funny. Snatch it, what? Uh, okay, a couple things. One, definitely just go ahead and talk about the temperature thing to whoever's in charge of, of office stuff. Yeah. No one is happy that the heat is being set at anyone who's 76. Paying, anyone who's paying anything on that, no one wants the heat set to 76. No. And, uh, you That's can true. Yeah, the people paying the electricity bills yeah, don't want it set to seventy six. Two, I believe you should try to harmonize every time she sings. <laughs> That's a nice. Try to do it, and maybe even bring like a tune whistle with you, 
and see if you can figure out, like, oh, what note were you singing in that? And, like, really try to determine her notes. Mm. And be like, oh, this is... Mm, eh, eh, this is eh. Okay. What's the third? Uh, yeah. eh. so it's like, I okay, guess, good. That's I guess funny. I'll have to ask him about the Tylenol. Ask about the Tylenol. <laughs> Just treat everything like a call and response. Yeah. That's so, funny. Join in and try to harmonize every time. That is a Bring good, your own music, but it's all duets. Good boy. No. It's a you sing, you sing yeah. one line of it, and then you just look at her expectantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking perfume thing is vicious, man. That's oh, yeah, yeah. vicious move. This woman hates her job, and she's taking it on you, first and, first and right. foremost. And, and yep. you know, uh, we've met, and I know that, like, working with old people, you know, it's one of the things where, like, you feel good about yourself on paper, but then the day-to-day, it's really tough, and then, uh, you know, any job becomes a job, and ultimately, it's depressing, because people don't live. So, the worst part is, I'm the one who comes across as a jerk in these situations. Everyone who doesn't sit five feet away from the coworker loves her. Maybe I am the jerk. I really try to pick my battles with her and only speak up when it's seriously preventing me from getting work done, but things are getting ridiculous. I need help! What do I do? Fucking you in the face. That's a little Sally scoop. I wish she had a budget, because like, I wish she could like buy everything that she's looking at on Amazon and have it show up on your desk. <laughs> It'd be really funny. <laughs> That would be funny. I mean, uh, the truth is, uh, you know, you can just have a, 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 you can just have it out one time. Sure. And be like, listen, this is what's going on. Look here, Snatch. Look here, Snatch. You know, we got to figure this the fuck out, right? I know I'm coming off because of a bitch everyone in the office. You win. Okay? Right. You fucking, you know, you've done this, you've done that. You know what? You won. You got me. You got yeah. me real good. Okay. I don't plan on quitting. I don't think you're going to quit. We work each other every fucking day. Can what can we can can we change something? I have I have dealt with this before, and um, what I have had to do is actually make the conscious decision to just be happy at work. Yeah, she's stinking up your shit though. That's I tough. mean yeah, well that that is tough, but like you can still be happy about it. Not be happy about that, but you can still be happy while it's all while it's all working out. And that will drive her crazy. Yeah. And it will make her stop doing this kind of thing eventually. Uh, because if she sees that she's not affecting you, then... And, and I don't mean, like, you got to pretend to be happy. You have to actually make the decision, like, I'm going to go to work. Right. And I'm going to be happy at work. And I'm going to have a good day at work. Right. And this is going to be fine because nothing that this nothing this snatch can do is going to really affect my life that much. Yep. That, it, that it's worth uh, That it's worth having a bad day over. That's the key. That's and hard. boy, do I like calling her a snatch. It's hard to get there, but that is the key. It is. It's tough to get there. Uh, but, I, but I've had to do that before. And uh, if you're able to do that, that works. It works. Yeah. I think. Uh, but that is tough. And if you can't do that, then, then yeah, I mean, have it out. Have it out one time. Psychological warfare, if you still want to do that. Would be to ask her for her real opinions on things and always be unimpressed with her answer. <laughs> That's some hard shit right there. It's, uh, hey, I was looking at this. Uh, I was looking at this uh, movie. I was thinking about going and see this movie. Have you yeah. seen this movie? I have. I've heard. It's oh, over- what did you think about it? I've heard it's. Uh, I heard it's overrated. I'm, I wasn't going to put money into going to go see it. Oh, I think I'll still go see it. <laughs> Are you allowed to do uh, headphones? I know, I was thinking the same thing about yeah. that. The headphones thing would probably be a solution, but I imagine not. And a not, sleep mask. Because she's not doing headphones. Right. That's it. Yeah, that sucks, though. It sucks having that, that fucking snatch of a co-worker. 
buy her a sweater. <laughs> yes. Please just buy her a sweater. It's time for Jack, Jack vs. Nerd. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Fish soup. Oh, Ooh. God. Oh, uh, barf. Uh, we have a Scooperty here, and it comes to us from Carson. This is the Grammys edition of Scooperty. Whoa. Oh. Finally, some fucking Grammy action. Grammys. All I've been wanting on here. <laughs> Matt's going first, and the categories are album openers, album closers, never won a Grammy, and top selling albums. I'm going to go with never won a Grammy for 200, please. <laughs> This band that welcomed everyone to the jungle on one of the biggest selling debuts of all time has never won a Grammy. What is uh, Jungle Book the soundtrack? Exactly. (laughs) Guns and Roses. (laughs) Gotta be Guns and Roses. Absolutely. All day. Let's see. It's my turn. I'll go never won a Grammy for 400. This guitar legend never won a Grammy, though Dying Young may have something to do with that fact. That was uh, Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix never won a Grammy. Yes, it was. All right. There's no shortage of young dead guitarists, so that I'll was a take, good guess. I'll uh, take never won a Grammy for 600. You're never right. Never won a Grammy, never won a Grammy. This Canadian trio, despite being prog rock legends, have never won a Grammy. Uh, that would be Rush. Oh, yeah. There you go, Rush. Good job. And Matt, Slow your turn. Down. We know our snubs. And we do. Uh, I'll do Never Wanna Grab Me for 800. Closing it out. Despite being around since 1964, this legendary English rock band of a generation have never won a Grammy. Oh, is it The Who? It is The Who. Wow. Well done. Talking yeah. about my generation. Yeah. Good, uh, good concealed hint there as well. Yeah, exactly. That was, a, that was a fine hint. Yeah, I would not have guessed that the Who never won a Grammy. I wouldn't have guessed that either. Uh, let's see, I'll go uh, top selling albums for 200. Wait, I did. You got it. <laughs> Daily Double! <laughs> Wagering 400. Coupled with the rise of MTV, this legendary Michael Jackson album rode pop hits and a collection of classic videos to sell 33 million copies. Oh, let's see. I th- uh, I guess bad. It was Child Predator, <laughs> which was later turned to the. Predator. Oh, it was Thriller. Damn thriller, it! It's thriller, either Thriller or Bad. Thriller, yeah. thriller yep. for dinner. Paul, your turn. For dinner. I will do album openers for two hundred, please. This YouTube classic opens their nineteen eighty seven album, The Joshua Tree. Um. Is that one uh, iPhone invasion? I think it's. Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to guess where the streets have no name. It is where the streets have no hey! name. Good guess, Paul. Well I almost guessed um, something else. Okay, good. Matt, your turn. <laughs> AIDS Town Jamboree. <laughs> yeah, that's not a not a strong opener. I'll take us up selling albums for four hundred. Yeah, you double. For one thousand. This album from Australian rockers ACDC is the first with singer Brian Johnson and has sold 22 million copies. I don't know the names of ACDC albums, and I have to guess. Yep. Thunderstruck. Back in Black. Yeah. 
I know songs. I have no album. That was the one after they'd lost their original lead singer. And that was the whole thing about them still being in mourning, kind of. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Nice. Nice fact, Paul. Yeah. I'll go top selling albums for 600. This Led Zeppelin album, which contains the classic song Stairway to Heaven, has sold 23 million copies. I think that's just. Get the lead out. I think that's just two. It's me, Scott. Oh, it's four. It's Led Zeppelin mm. 4. All right. Paul, your turn. I'll do album openers for 400, please. Metallica's biggest single leads off the band's 1991 self-titled album, which is known as, uh, colloquially as the Black Album. Uh, that would be uh, Enter Sandman. It is Enter Sandman. Who has got the AIDS? I have AIDS. We all have AIDS. I'm you too. <laughs> We're doing better at this uh, at this game than I thought we would. Paul is doing better. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at the scores. I think it's you true. and I saying we're doing well is an overstatement. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero and you have minus 600. Yeah, but I've only missed two and you've just missed one. <laughs> That's true. They were just big ones. That's true. Uh, Matt, your turn. <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take uh, top selling albums for eight hundred, please. Let's see here. This Fleetwood Mac album is so named because at the time the press were publishing many false stories about the band and its members. It went on to sell twenty million copies. What's called herpes? <laughs> <laughs> they all have herpes. Rumors is the is the name of the rumors. Album. There you go. Nice. Rumors. That's it. Rumors. Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. I just need some time, some time to get away from them. From I'm going album openers for 600. <laughs> Prince's 1984 album Purple Rain opens with this song, which peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart, like many Prince songs. Oh, shit. Is that Corvette? I don't know. I'll, I'll guess Little Red Corvette. No, let's go crazy. Mm. And he did. He, he lived did. up to it. Yep. Success. Paul, your turn. I'll go album openers for 800, please. This song that opens the 1993 debut album from the Wu-Tang Clan, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, would later go on to be played on headphones by Marvel's Luke Cage while he was beating up several bad guys. Yeah, I got to pass. Uh, to Paul, no, to Matt, rather. Uh, what is uh, Lilacs and Daffodils? <laughs> <laughs> Lilacs and Daffodils. <laughs> punchy time, punchy time. <laughs> All right, uh, pass for me. Uh, it's definitely raindrops keep falling on their heads. No. <laughs> I'm passing as well. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Bring the ruckus. Just the Sound of Music soundtrack. Bring the ruckus. Bring the ruckus. That's it. Matt, your turn. Album closes for 200. This song named for a celestial event closes the 1973 Floyd album Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, uh, Eclipse. Let's see here. It is Eclipse. Well nice. done. Well done. Uh, it's my turn. Album closes for 400. Eight Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' says. first hit single closes the band's... Uh, eponymous. Shit. Yeah, eponymous uh, 1976 debut album. That means it ate a lot like a hippopotamus, right? Exactly. Yes, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> it means we can take care of each other. Bonmot. Bonmot. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Jack and Diane? I don't, I don't fucking what? know. What? Jack and Diane? American Girl. I mean, not Jack... Uh, <laughs> Little ditty about a song from another band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not the same band. Another man wrote this song, not me. <laughs> I'm going to steal this song here and do another different one that's different from that one, too. 
I'm going from Jack Diane to Small Town because they're essentially the same song. Sucking on a chili dog outside the taste freeze. Oh, God. The worst lyric ever. <laughs> Sucking. Or best. Consuming. Sucking on, on a chili time. dog outside the taste freeze. Eating a chili dog. Nope. Trying to make nope. that chili dog last for at least a week. <laughs> Jack doesn't get paid for another week. Oh, and he still lives in that small town. Get a See how they're the same song and they sound exactly the same. They sound the same. <laughs> Thank you. They're the same song. Jack and Diane. I uh, feel vindicated for that. Album close. No, but those are those are both. Uh, that's not the Tom Petty song. Those I know. Are- okay. Go ahead. Album closers for 600. But I feel vindicated <laughs> because they are the same song. But it's not Tom. Not one of them was Tom Petty. Agreed. <laughs> You're just saying everything's everything that uh, John Cougar Mellencamp does sounds the same. Yes, yeah. Uh, This staple of the Iron Maiden live show closes out the band's uh, 1982 album, "The Number of the Beast." Uh, Pass. I don't know any Maiden. Uh, Matt, which was the name of uh, which one was in Traveling Wilburys? John Cougar Mellencamp or Tom Petty? (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Tra- I, traveling Cougarberries. I, I could think of. I think. I think if John Cougar Mellencamp were in a band with Bob Dylan, it would be as uncomfortable as the work relationship that we just heard about in Scoop Man. Oh, I'll bet, right? <laughs> be great though. <laughs> uh, this staple of Iron Maiden. Uh, that's a pass for me. I believe it's Jack and Diane. <laughs> Little Diddy, Little Diddy about Jack and Diane. Yeah, Maiden. <laughs> Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be the name. Wow. And be Matt, the names of Jack and Diane. Maybe. Close it out the game. Album covers for 800. This sadly prophetic song closes out the notorious B.I.G.'s magnum opus double album, Life After Death. I have. Who, whose guess is it? Matt. It's mine. I, I have nothing but joke guesses that would get me in trouble, so I'm going to pass. Does <laughs> it go to me? No. no, it goes to me, but uh, now it goes to you. Uh, ready to die. Uh, you're nobody until oh. somebody kills you. Oh, I fucked up that one. You did. You did. Uh, let's see. Oh, that brings you down into second place. Aww. Matt wins. Oh my goodness! With a thousand guys. points. So close. Oh my goodness, guys! I feel so. Oh, smart. there is a twist at the end a of that big game. Twist. <laughs> Paul, he has four hundred, and I have negative sixteen hundred. And thank you, Carson, for sending that in. Another good one. Yeah. Thank you, Carson. Good stuff. It was a. It was a nice. It was a. A good level of things we did and didn't know. Right. It wasn't so tough that we didn't know anything. Right. Yep. But it wasn't. Just oh, and I'll read his, his note that he sent along with that. Uh, the Grammy Awards are coming. I've made a music thing super deep for the occasion since the Cheaty Magoos and not the Saints have made the Super Bowl stupid this year. Yep. Oh. Yep. Cheaty Magoos. I got you, Cheaty's Magoos. No one wants to see the Cheaty Magoos. Even like the, the uh, Super Bowl tickets were going for record low yeah. numbers because like, basically like, if you're a Patriots fan, you've already had so many opportunities to buy <laughs> right. tickets to go see the Patriots. Play the Super Bowl. And the Rams don't necessarily have the deepest fan base. They've been yeah, in L.A. for new. all of two years. You know, Where'd they come from? Uh, St. Louis. Louis. St. Louis Rams. Why? Uh, Why were they St. Louis Rams? Are there a lot of Rams in St. Louis? No, they were the L.A. Rams first. Really? They used yep. to be the L.A. Rams, and Way they back. moved to St. Louis. And then they moved back. And now back. they've moved back. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. That's why it's Super Bowl so popular this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody gives a shit, huh? It's interesting. <laughs> Ask anyone. <laughs> I want to thank Pendulette for creating this podcast. Thanks, Ben. I also want to thank A. Riley, the Ram. <laughs> uh, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Nola Scoop. We can take care of each other. I want to thank Aaron Bonmont. Thanks, Boba Scoop. You can take care of yourself. I want to thank Adam uh, R- Ribzik, 
Who is uh uh oh his his Mata Soban. Uh Bobby Bacara, please don't kill the dog. I want to thank uh slightly scooped the scissor and fool. Hey Scooplockian, kick your mom in the jaw for me. Alright. I want to thank Rule Scooptania, whose mom is a snatch. Brandon Everson. Uh kill the dog. I want to thank Super Snatch Alex Reich. Brandon Pugh, Bon Mott. I want to thank uh Andrea Anderson, Bon Snatch. Brendan Lounsbury, don't Lounsbury the lead. Uh Andrew House, wise wins and withs a donkey. Galusha Scoop. Uh go ahead and kill that dog. Frozen Cusser, a.k.a. Fucking hell. <laughs> Brian Davis, the Bon Mott. Uh, Andrew Osichuk, chuck me into a vat of uh, seafood soup. Brian Maddox, reheated lobster tail. <laughs> Andrew Spencer, reheated hot dog. Oh, oh. <laughs> Brian Richard, reheated, reheated hot dog. Uh, <laughs> Ant Foods. There's only one way to make that worse. Reheated Snatch. Whoa! Yeah, you heard me, Ant Foods. Brian Terrell. We can take care of each other. <laughs> Anton Jernberg. Uh, please don't make me watch that YouTube clip. Breon Davis. Watch this YouTube clip. Aaron Trousty. Uh, can't describe the YouTube clip that Paul showed me at work without getting in trouble. Brian Davis. Oh, yeah! I don't be the name! Scoop Dreams, you're nobody until somebody kills you. <laughs> Brian Gregston, bring the ruckus. <laughs> uh, Scoop Crone, back in black. Brian K. Travs, where the streets have no Travs. Uh, Scoop Chang, the Beijing Butyl. There's us, and then there's you. Pralines and Dick, we can take care of each other. Uh, uh, BJ Joyer, recently cut the microwave cord at his work. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? No, I'm no, saying he should. That's my solution that's, for uh, that's awesome. Just be like, oh, did you oh, snip. oh, sorry, oh, sorry, this microwave oh, is broken I, now. This microwave that yeah. doesn't work anymore. Yeah, Cameron Hall, he's like the kids in the hall. Ben Capal, who keeps his office at a cool 82. Cameron Kiddo, like the kids in the hall, the kiddo in the hall. Uh, Ben Dennis, who shot a stoner for hitting him with a beer can. <laughs> It's it's insane. It blows up the whole house. <laughs> Seems like an overreaction. Seems like a little a little little movie morality going it wrong there. The punishment so doesn't quite fit the crime. Fucking no. crazy. Uh, Carl Reimer, uh, Orange, Ben Gao, <laughs> shits in the space heater. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Refrigerator Perry Scoop, uh, also known as the fridge. Uh, Ben Sherman Scoop, uh, calls in sick every day. Carolyn Albert, uh, that is, uh, Quentin Tarantino throw. <laughs> uh, Betsy Boop Scoop, Freddie Hercules. No, that wasn't it. Freddie Hercules is a totally Freddy, different. Uh, Freddie Hercury. Freddie Hercury. <laughs> Betty Boop Scoop is Freddie Hercury. Hercury. <laughs> Scoopaluga, the, the cow of the sea. Bill Reese, mm, yes, please. Campbell's tomato scoop, mm, mm, good. Scoopiter ascending, yet boner descending. Charles Eaton, in a few hours, Charles be throwing up. 
And I'd like to thank Alan Bennett, Andrew January, Holly Marshmallow, Lightly, Ben Sands, Benjamin K, Brad Martin, Bradley Golder, Brendan Light, Brian, uh, Brian Imra, The Unbanned Scoop, Lensman Scoop, Cameron Preby, Carl Axel Holgren, Charles Jasegi, Charles Vanader, Charles Wilkinson, Chris uh, Melancon, Christopher Huff, Clayton Shoney, Colleen Stankey, Costa Davidses. Yes, that's right. Greg Blackie and Dan Martin. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Hey, if you want to be thanked on air uh, as a different microwavable food, go to preachingfun.com. Preachingfun.com. It all stinks. We'll get we... you over to our uh, our, uh, our Patreon. Patreon page. We just signed a bunch of uh, one of the tiers is autographed artwork, and we just yeah. the autographed artwork Ace Muns make is awesome, awesome yep. stuff, and it is uh, it is lovely and hangable even for people who don't listen to the podcast. It's we true. beautiful art. Thank you guys so much for your continued contributions to the show. We couldn't do it without you. All you uh, Patreons, you're the bestest of the best. Yeah, thank you guys so much, and make sure if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, we have a, a wonderful amount of support, uh, but we always need help growing and paying bills and taking care of stuff around the, uh, the churn. We want to make it our churn. job one of these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it'd be great. And anyone who's worried about it becoming our jobs because it's just three of us, what we talk about, we will have other people involved that becomes our jobs. It'll become like a media page. So therefore, we'll be able to talk shit about all kinds of people. There'll right. be stuff happening. There'll yeah. be more content. Yeah. And, there, content. And, and we'll still do other jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, do, we'll find ways to do other things. Yeah, yeah. We'll have stories. But we'll have yeah. – I'll be able to read more books. That's it. Guys, during the podcast, get, right? <laughs> I'll be able to watch. I'll be able to watch some some predator on the podcast. It's almost it's almost as good as him just showing me YouTube clips. <laughs> Here's almost. your treat, you little shit. <laughs> Wang. Ah, boom. <laughs> what? That was the recap. That's what happened. The, that was oh. a recap of the helmet moment from the oh, right. predator. All right. Oh, that's the other uh, gag about it. Yeah, they make this whole big thing throughout the whole thing of like, that's not a predator. That's a trophy hunter. That's a ga- big game hunter. Yeah, and they like make, keep keep making that point of like it should be called like the the, the prize hunter or the or the, oh, the yeah, game yeah. hunter. And they're like, that's exactly what I'd say. Oh, cool. okay. There's again it's aware tone. Of itself. Tone. They should just make the whole movie ridiculous. Not, then not enough aware of itself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Either make it a make it a spoof or make it a predator movie. Yep. Yes. It could have been a really good spoof. We figured it out. Yeah. No. <laughs> Watch it. It's a confusing fucking film. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Predator spoilers episode. All Predator ruined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, they were picking up for like five bucks at Target. So I was like, I'll take that. Oh, didn't pay off. You bought it? I find my movie. You own there. Predator now? You own the Predator. I own the Predator. Oh, I own Predators. Walt Goggins that came out just a few years back. That was bad. I saw that. That was was this worse than that? Yes. Oh boy. In my opinion, but you might like it. I doubt it. I mean, I hated I hated Predators. You, I thought that was terrible. I don't remember much of Predators except Walton Goggins. Yeah. So yeah, and what's his name? Uh, the pianist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was uh, a weird fit. Yeah. Adrian Brody that's in that. It. It's like, what? Yeah, Adrian Brody in that's pretty weird. Uh, and then, um, oh, what's his name? Shows up and then just, and, and then is gone. Um, oh, what's his name? Like he's Arnold on, he's on Blackish. He's the, he's the dad on Blackish. Oh, Anthony. Oh, no. Yes. Um, uh, 
He's been in everything. Okay. Uh, Lawrence. Um, oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry. Yeah. Larry, Larry Fishburne. Fishburne. Although, I am a big fan of Predator 2 with Danny Glover. You like that one, do you? I do like that one. Then you might like this one. I doubt it. This one's more in common with Predator 2 than any of the others. I think I saw Predator 2 at the right time in my life. Oh, that's a for sure, too, with this thing. I'm watching it, definitely. The old ones, we watched through rose-colored glasses. But Predator, the original Predator still holds up. Oh, it does. Fun flick. Yeah. It's got some inappropriate moments, but it's good. <laughs> Just some. <laughs> Don't hit me in the back of the head. My father hit me in the back of the head once. Once! Oh, that would be so funny if they have that grown-up kid in the next one. <laughs> Paul, we got a song here. Yes. It's from Peter Sanzone. It's like a song about Mechagodzilla. Okay. This is dedicated to a four-month bit. A four-month bit. A four-month bit. All right. Here we go. Here we Not eight-bit. Oh, yeah. Four-bit. I got the diff- I got it. Four-month bit. I think I got it. Bits. <laughs> <laughs> copy of a monster you see mecha godzilla yeah that's me i'm a robot he's flesh and blood different we be he can kill all the monsters i guess but i guess because i'm metal i'm best i'm stronger than him i can fight him in the water and rust up mecha godzilla stronger than the first godzilla Better as Mecha Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, stronger than the first Godzilla. Better as Mecha Godzilla. Some people come and tell me that King Ghidorah has a mechanical version as well. I say, well, part of him's mechanical, but part of him's still flesh and blood. I think a couple of his heads are still real. And two are made of tin But me, I'm full on metal So I'm better than him Mecha Godzilla Better than original Godzilla Mecha! Mecha! Mecha Godzilla, that's me Mecha Godzilla Better than the first Godzilla Mecha! Mecha! Better than Godzilla, me Jet Jaguar. I'm just Godzilla with metal coating. Not much different at all. No, I'm not, except I'm metal and it makes me better. So fuck you, Godzilla, for thinking you're better. Mecha Godzilla is better than you at everything. Yeah, Mecha Godzilla. Better than original Godzilla. Mecha. Mecha Godzilla, that's me. Mecha Godzilla, better than original Godzilla. Mecha, 
Mecca. Mecca Godzilla, that's me. Mecca Godzilla. Mecca Godzilla. Yeah, Mecca Godzilla. Godzilla, that's me. Woohoo! See ya! <laughs>